a female-powered media agency proudly presenting Camp Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's first and only DIY punk rock summer camp, September 1st through 3rd in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Come camp with us for three nights of non-stop punk rock all weekend long, with over 40 bands and tons of activities. Tickets on sale now at camppunksylvania.com. That's camp, P-U-N-K-S-Y-L-V-A-N-I-A.com. See you there. Love this podcast? Consider supporting this show. You decide how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Visit the link in the episode description to support now. Hello there. I I want to take a moment to talk to you about Dear Dean Magazine from Dear Dean Publishing, my favorite subscription-only monthly digital magazine. It's got subscriber-generated content about politics, pop culture, travel, family, pets, and poetry and wellness articles and features, contributor articles from nationally recognized journalists, writers, and artists, and provides opportunities for novice writers and authors and other contributors to share their voice, talents, and words. Did I mention that it's completely free? Dear Dean Magazine provides free advert space for small creators, authors, and podcasters, fulfilling its vision that some art should always be free. It's owned and operated by Myron J. Clifton and is designed and distributed by Katya J. Lerner at Buzzword Consulting. Visit deardean.com slash subscribe to get signed up that brought you the smash hit podcast your life the mixtape and headliners comes your life the mixtape magazine a free monthly digital magazine that focuses on music culture and social commentary on current news and events visit www.yourlifethemixtape.com to subscribe today you're listening to headliners the show featuring the best and brightest of music from all over the world. Please welcome your host, Greg Howard Jr. This week, I am joined by an alt-pop duo from San Pedro, California. Their EP, I Think I'm Fine, But I Don't Know, is out now. Please welcome The Habits. Hello. Hi. I'm Wolf. And I'm Andrew. No, I'm just kidding. It's just Wolf. <laughs> Thank you so much for having us. Me. Oh, thank you for being here. So tell me about the new EP. All right. So this new EP, I was having like a conversation about this. I mean, I've been having a lot of conversations about the EP with my friends and with my team, whatever, this week because uh, it's coming out. So we wrote it. This is like the last piece of music 
that we're going to be putting out that is definitely like pandemic era for us that was written in like in the like heat of the pandemic right so it's all very um self-reflective and introspective and <laughs> like self-assessing to almost a detriment you know like my big thing during the pandemic was like i I was, I started to get, as everybody did, most of generally speaking, like get into very, like a lot of self-care, but at what point does self-care become detrimental? So it's like, you're like looking over your life and you're looking over your decisions, you're looking over your actions, you're looking over like a good, the bad, everything. And after a while you find new problems or make new problems up. It's like, okay, like I thought I was healing from stuff, but now I'm finding new stuff to, to heal from that doesn't really exist maybe, or like skewing memories in your head, you know? And um, you're going a little crazy, like just being alone with your own thoughts for so long, you know, while we we're all locked down. Luckily, I was locked down with Andrew. So both of us were, were, were together and having very similar experiences in front of each other. Um, but all these songs were written at that time, like in late 2020, like from like mid to late 2020. And we actually recorded this EP in april of 2021 so this is like a two year in the making of releasing right um so it feels so good that, that it's out because it's gone through a couple years of like uh, not necessarily revisions but but uh a lot of conversation of like what what should we do because I, I think that um i think that everybody is kind of in the same boat like well, what do we do with our time right now and how what's the best way to market something should we wait to release something should we do it now and like hope the internet catches on to it and things like that um but we recorded it in 2021 um with our with this uh guy who's our good friend named ben casorla who did the ep before um this one and he kind of co-wrote it everything with us and we did it over zoom you know during the pandemic that was an interesting experience writing over zoom and um and then we had it mixed and then and then and mastered and then we weren't super satisfied with it it sounded great but i was like i hear something else and then uh we we got it remixed and remastered last year and then we were like okay it's time to put it out <laughs> um but we were like you know what like we're gonna start fresh 2023 and just and make this the year of releases for us we haven't really released a lot of music in the last year or so so we're like this year we're gonna like start rolling this out and make it this is the first year that's like there's no lockdown at all you know there's no masks there's no anything it's like kind of a, a, a new beginning so we wanted this to be the like all right here we are post pandemic new life here we go so that's it's like a long saga of of deciding <laughs> when to release it or not but the lyrically and and lyrically it's very very uh, vulnerable for me it's a little bit like kind of alarming how like honest i am i think sometimes to myself it's like oh i forgot that i am being very specific about how i felt on in that moment or whatever and now everybody that wants to hear it can know that it's like a public diary you know um so but i'm really proud of it and really proud of it sonically it's like a progression for us and lyrically it's more of i love songs and bands and artists that are like authentically themselves at all times like good and bad so like that's what i'm always trying to be so yeah that was a very long-winded answer of well, this, is, this is what we're doing and, and i'm very proud of it so there you go if uh if you could collaborate with any musician living or dead uh who who would you pick oh my gosh that's um can i pick can i pick one living and one dead absolutely 
Oh, I mean, even that made it really hard. I mean, uh, I'm a huge, I'm a huge Nirvana fan. So I would, but I don't think Kurt Cobain would want to collaborate with me at all. And that would probably make <laughs> him cooler for not collaborating with me. So I'm not going to go with that. Um, I would love to collaborate with, I would love to be, to be in the room while John Lennon and Paul McCartney are writing anything. And then I go, oh, what if we put, we used A instead of the there. And that, that's, that's all. <laughs> Me. so um john lennon for dead and then um living uh, right now right now i'd love to collaborate with um khalid i mean there's so many i mean i just i chose one out of many that i would think would be amazing describe the new ep using only one word vulnerable excellent word who is an artist that uh if they popped into this zoom right now and said I need you guys to come on tour with me right this minute. Who are you dropping everything for? Green Day. Excellent answer. Like that is, I feel like it's funny because um, there was a time like after American Idiot and like, I mean, in last, like in the 2010s, like Green Day was kind of like one of those bands that was like, it wasn't cool to love anymore. You know, like they, they had been around for so long. Cause after, after you've been around for so long, you go through a period where everyone's like, I'm over it. I'm over it. Like you like Rudy, that's crazy. You know? And now they're having this like resurgence where they're like headlining festivals and like younger people are getting super into them. And you know, it's like, they're, they're cool to like again, but they were my favorite band of all time. They were the first concert I ever went to the reason that I wanted to start playing music. So like, I've always been this like unashamed green day fan. They're amazing so and i've seen them live like five times it's the only band i've seen that many times live so if they asked me to go on tour i would drop everything and uh, run to the run to them into their arms if uh you could change one thing about the music industry what would it be um with everything there's like everything has like pros and cons but i would personally change that now right now you have to not just be a great songwriter and a good performer and like have the music that great, but you also have to like be this great marketer for your like online social media guru at the same time. Um, there's like, you have to wear every hat, which is really beneficial if you're good at all that stuff, but I, I mean, not everybody is. Like some people can be the greatest songwriter in the world and the worst person at social media. So it's like, I, I don't, that's what I would change. That it's it's not, it's not as much of a, a, a surround yourself with people that are good at these things it's more like well everybody's got to do everything great you know what i mean like that's that's the one thing i would change that expectation what is uh what's a venue that you'd give anything to play uh red rocks beautiful and legendary that is that is everybody's answer to this question that's i mean and it should be every it's it's like it's like Red Rocks, the Royal Albert Hall, in like in in Madison Square Garden. Like, I mean, I think that those are like the three that are like, uh, you know, goals, right? Yes, those are those are the three most common answers yeah. to that question. And so we're all <laughs> we're all cut from the same cloth here. What do you think is your worst habit during the songwriting process? Um, when I'm trying to write lyrics, I can't sometimes. Because I, I mean, because I'm involved in every song, right? I, and I do a lot of the lyrics. But for me, the process includes making eight thousand joke lyrics before we get to the deep stuff, because that's just my coping mechanism with everything. So, like, the joke is there. 
the the, the deep is the, the the depth is there of the like vulnerable lyric, but it has to go. I have to get my jokes out about it first. <laughs> so I think that's probably my worst habit and probably the most annoying habit. If you're writing a song with me, I will make, I will find rhymes that are ridiculous and ways to say things that are so outrageous before we get to the right lyric. Describe your music using only colors and shapes. Okay, so I feel like to me, um, each each EP kind of has each body of work that we do kind of has its own um, color scheme a little bit. I don't think very much about it, but like I kind of notice that in when I'm like posting about it or whatever, I'll use like certain emojis for each. Like the, it, it kind of deciphers between the two, delineates between the three EPs that we have. Um, for this late, latest one, I think orange color wise, and then shape wise, um, an octagon. So we're in there fighting our emotions, fighting for our lives. What's a song that you've written that uh, you feel like would be perfect for a film soundtrack? Um, I think it depends on the film. Um, we have a song that I think is perfect for uh, any like high school comedy or or uh, or like uh, like any sort of comedy where there's like a competition between like some bros or some like a group of people or whatever called casual that um, has a lot of na na na's in it, and I think that's always a good time to hear it. I think it's perfect for any sort of scene like that. I also think it's perfect for an old Navy commercial. I don't know if that, what that says about my, the music or whatever, but after, or a Target commercial. But I remember after we wrote it, we were like, "There's something about this riff that I could see in every like department store commercial ever." And I'm like, I don't know if that's a compliment to myself or not, <laughs> but I'll take it. I um, used to work for Old Navy and. It's- have picked up some of my favorite songs from the music that got played there. So you know what? I'm gonna take it as a compliment. I'm Absolutely. always really hard on myself. If you listen to the lyrics, I'm very hard on myself. So thank you for for correcting that. No problem. So this uh, next question is is kind of a choose your own adventure type thing. I I've got three of the most cliche questions that all musicians get asked in interviews and I will let you pick the one that you would like to answer. Um, your, your choices here are who are your influences? What got you started in music or what is your creative process? Like, um, I'm going to go with, uh, what got me started in music. Um, cause there's a couple a couple things that came together for me to like really dive into music. Um, one is uh, my parents are very artistic people and they like played a lot of music in the car when I was growing up. So like I loved, I heard everything. My dad's a huge like uh, funk fan from like James Brown to in, like Earth, Wind and Fire to Led Zeppelin and then and Metallica. Like he, in, he like was all over the place, right? Um, so I was like, got this huge, huge knowledge through him. And then my mom was in a band in the eighties that was pretty big in Los Angeles area. There was like a surf punk band that I think is, was great. She was the singer of the band. And then um, they also, when once they got together, they opened a ballet school. And um, so like I grew up in this environment where this amazing classical music was being played with like 
doing the Nutcracker every year. That's actually how Andrew and I met each other. We were just ballet dancers for for like 20 years. And um, we did the Nutcracker every year. We did all these great things. And the Nutcracker has like the greatest melodies of all time in it. And I always thought of it as like pop classical where it's like so catchy and just so well-written. And how do I do that, but in the genre that I want to do? Because I loved the melodies, right? And then, um, so I mean, even as in fifth grade, I was like trying to write songs that were like about, you know, the girl I had a crush on, or I wrote a song about my family watching the movie Kill Bill. I thought that I thought was super cool. Um, and uh, but finally, whenever I decided like this is what I want to do, because I also love making movies, and I just wanted to do something artistic. Um, but uh, my mom took me to see Green Day when I was like sixth, seventh grade on the American Idiot Tour. And I was just like stunned. I was like, you can, people can do this. It was my first concert. And I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. And, and I've seen a lot of great things, even though I'm young in like artistic things, you know? So um, after that, I was like, every day I'm going to write a song. I'm going to teach myself. I, I played the drums at first because I took a guitar lesson, hated it. So I like learned how to play drums, but I can't write melodies from the drums without knowing any other instrument. So I immediately learned every Green Day song and had it on the guitar, I taught myself. And then I was like, I'm gonna write songs every day. And then I met Andrew and then we've over time become this band. And that's how it started. It started at a ballet school. I always forget that it's like a weird way to start a band because, <laughs> because it's, it's all I've ever known. They opened the ballet school like when I was like a year old. So like my, I don't know anything other than growing up in a ballet environment. And then that's how Andrew and I met because he and his older brother came from the high school that my dad taught um, art at at Pedro High and I don't know, just kind of flourished from there. Do you consider yourself an artist or an entertainer? I love this question. Cause I mean, I've, I've heard people go like, is this an actor or a movie star? It's like, it's like there, in a, there's like a difference. And I agree that there is a difference between an artist and an entertainer somehow i don't know but i don't know how to answer the question <laughs> i'm i don't know see like the, you shoot yourself in the foot no matter what you choose right um i think i think that uh i'm gonna go with entertainer because because in every aspect of my life i'm always trying to entertain i can't help it it's just what i do i love being on stage like i said i was in the Nutcracker from the moment I was like three years old to like 23. So like, it's like, I didn't even love dancing as much as I just loved being on stage dancing. I love performing in any capacity. So I'll entertain the hell out of anybody. <laughs> That's an excellent answer to that. Most, most people say both. So I, I appreciate when somebody picks one or the other. Yeah, no, I want to, I mean, it's not fair to do both. It's a cop out, right? <laughs> do I think I'm artistic? Yes. But like, I think that, my art is just a vessel for me to entertain people. And I think that entertaining people, it's like makes, when I saw Green Day, I'm like, I feel seen right now, like from how much he's entertaining me, if that makes any sense. Like his performance made me feel like, oh, I can relate to this person. I can feel seen lyrically, whatever. It's all entertainment though. What do you think is the biggest misconception about musicians? About musicians? Um that we're all cool. <laughs> that being said, no one's ever accused me of being cool. But um, but I think that, I mean, the more I've met hugely successful musicians and, and musicians just starting out, but all of them and all the ones that really like 
are great at what they do. Generally speaking, blanket statement problematic, but generally speaking, um, they're all music nerds. We're all just nerds for our craft, right? We just happen to like something that people in society has deemed very cool to do, you know? So <laughs> we're all just like, musicians want to sit around generally and talk about all the gear they use and on how they wrote this song. And they're not, they're not talking about cool, quote unquote, cool things, you know? They're not mysterious. They're just quiet and shy. <laughs> Tell me about uh, the moment in your career that you're most proud of. There's a couple. I'm going to give two, and this is not a cop out. I promise they're very different. Um, I don't know if this is the most proud moment. This is the first time, the first thing that popped in my head that I remember. Um, back when Ted Stryker was on K Rock, he played, uh, I, I tweeted him a couple times, uh, not thinking that he would give a shit about it, but. I made him laugh with a joke and then he shouted us out on the air one time while we were on our way to a show and then messaged me and said like hey send me a song of yours and we had written a song that we thought was really good but we just had a demo that we made in our bedroom and we sent it to him and he played it on k-rock like later like later that week and chose it to be his like bonus track for a nationally syndicated show he does called out of order so like all of a sudden we got a, a song a demo of a song on k-rock and he everybody we got a lot of attention for it but it was just cool to hear him say our name multiple times you know on k-rock which is the big station growing up here and then uh the other moment that i was going to say is there's a plenty of moments but uh emotionally i had a really proud moment last year we made a song with um the bass player of um American authors, uh, uh, Dave Rublin, who's a good friend now, but um, we made a music video for it. And, and uh, we, we're in a position being an independent artist that we can kind of just do what we want to do. And um, like no one's going over our shoulder going, you're not allowed to do this weird artistic thing, you know, like this is not commercial enough, but we made this really weird music video that involved this like giant pink wall that we painted ourselves and the my best friend um gabby savannah directed the music video and like we just got to do exactly what we wanted to do for better or for worse right and we had this moment of like regardless of where we are in our career right now like this is a it, it, the gratitude here is like we get to make what we want to make and not everybody can get to do that and we were really work hard and then at the end of that day, me, Andrew, and Gabby came back at the end of like shooting this long music video. We came back and we ate pizza and we watched this movie called Death to Smoochie and we were just like laughing and exhausted. And that was like the best day of the year last year, my favorite day. And I felt so proud of us in that moment. You are you are the only person that I have talked to that uh, has ever said that they've seen Death to Smoochie. Anytime oh, I, I bring that movie up to somebody, they're like, what the hell is that? Oh, I love that movie. I saw my dad showed me that movie when we were younger, um, when I was younger, and um, I love. I think it's hilarious, and and I, Andrew had seen it before, and Gabby hadn't, and she was like, "I've always wanted to watch that movie. I just never watched it." I was like, "Well," when we were done with the day, I was like, "Let's get some pizza, the three of us, and we'll just watch this movie." And we were just laughing hysterically and having a great time, and that's it's just the best movie. It's such a funny movie. It's really underrated. If uh, you could start your career over from the minute that you decided to pursue music, would you do anything differently? Uh, no, because 
we've had a lot of ups and a lot of downs, a lot of great people in the industry, got a, a lot of horrible people in the industry, a lot of horror stories, a lot of great stories, whatever. But I think that it all led to the music we're making now and where we are getting now. And, and I, I don't think that we've done a lot of really great things that, and I don't know. I don't, I can't see my life going any differently. I mean, there's decisions that I wish I would have not made or made differently, whatever, but I, but I feel like no matter what, I like who I am today and I like who we are as a band today. And if we had done something differently, maybe, maybe we wouldn't be these people. And I love who we are. So tell the folks listening at home and all over the world where they can get their hands on. I think I'm fine, but I don't know. I love hearing somebody else say that title, by the way. Sorry. Because <laughs> I think it's because I wrote it's in the it's the lyric in the first song of the EP, and I thought when I wrote that lyric, I was like, I'm sure this is not like I'm sure other people had this thought before, but I was like, that is so exactly how I'm feeling right now, so bluntly. Like I, I'm working on myself, and I think I'm fine, but I'm not really sure. Um, so when I hear other people say it, I'm like, yeah, that sounds really um universal to me somehow like everybody feels that way a little bit um you can listen to i think i'm fine but i don't know on any streaming platform um on our youtube on spotify apple music whatever it is everywhere on the internet it's everywhere everywhere so please listen please listen to it and maybe dance around and cry a little bit and uh where can they track you guys down on social media um at habits the band on twitter and instagram well, thank you for uh, taking a little bit of time out of your day to talk to me about you and the music and the new EP. I have I have enjoyed this very, very much. Me too. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Andrew does too. He's sad that he can't be here, but I said I'd make him proud. So I think that dropping the Death to Smoochie um, name drop there will make him proud. Thanks for listening to Headliners. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. For more information about the show, visit us at www.yourlifethemixtape.com. Headliners is a Spring Break 83 production in association with Rod Wharton Productions. All rights and trademarks reserved. <laughs>